Hey there, listener. Welcome to the Deep Share Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Rouse, and for the last couple of decades, I've slowly been opening my eyes to a very different world than the one I grew up hearing about. And the more conversations I have with interesting people, the more mystifying this world becomes. So without further ado, let's get deep. We've got science to celebrate David's bliss now. Come on! There is rebellion in the wind. It will be crushed. Everything I've said is true, it's real. Dinosaur fossils? I'll have to put those here to test our faith. A damn lie! I, I saw them on my own eye! Did I accuse just drop sharply while I was away? We did illusions, man! None of it is true! I'm not insane! This is mass madness, you maniac! In God's name, you people are the real thing! We are the illusion! Welcome back to the Deep Share Podcast. I am here tonight with Scott Armstrong, formerly of Truthzilla, now with the Rebunked Podcast. How's it going, Scott? Great, man. Thank you so much for having me here. I really appreciate it. You know, like we were talking before, you know, we've ran in the same circles, been on the Union of the Unwanted together, but we haven't actually collaborated on an episode before. So I really appreciate you having me on, man. It's great. Yeah, it was due time, brother. It was due time, man. So you got this new show, Rebunked. Uh, Man, it's it's pretty great from what I've seen so far. You had a great interview recently with Richard Gage about nine 11. It's awesome, man. So tell us a little bit about this new show and what you're doing sure. with it. What's your mission here? Yeah. So yeah, uh, man, I appreciate it. So as your listeners may have heard, like, you know, I, I was with the show truth. So that's kind of like what launched me into this whole realm to begin with, you know, before that dude, I, I didn't know how to edit a video or do anything. <laughs> yeah. you know, like, just born out of this whole, chaos of the last two years, you know, it was Ed, Megan and I, we kind of decided to just get on the microphone and start talking about all this crazy stuff that we all talk about now. And, you know, I feel like so much, like all of us kind of just like, just were born out of that. You know what I mean? It's just, uh, so it's really cool. Truthzilla was just like quite an experience for me, man. Like I just, uh, you know, found things within myself. I didn't even know were there. And then just, uh, you know, the community that we built and just like all this stuff, man, it was so powerful. And, uh, but, you know, unfortunately back in January, like the whole project kind of came to a halt, um, kind of decided to kind of go all our separate ways sort of thing. You know what I mean? Like the way I've been characterizing it, it's just like the band broke up, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it happens and like, you know, it, it's sad. And, uh, but you know, I couldn't just stop and not keep going, you know what I mean? And so I oh, started yeah. pivoted over to the new project and, uh, that was that, you know, honestly, I ended up leaving the show and, uh, and that was that. So I was just like, yeah. And, uh, anyway, so you know, it, it was, it, it was rough for a minute there. Like I just didn't, uh, I didn't, I didn't know like what life would be like without podcasting without that show. You know, I'd had so much of my identity like attached to that. And so it was really tough for a little bit, but because of that, I was just like, no, I can't just stop. I can't just keep my mouth shut. I can't just not do anything. And so that's the new show. And, uh, so rebunked is the new show. Uh, the idea being that, you know, as we're witnessing all these things around us that we're debunked, right? Things that they keep saying, oh, that's debunked. Oh, that's debunked. Well, now it's all coming true. And it's all like, you know, New York Times, they're <laughs> reporting it. So, you know, what do we call that? I say we call it rebunked. So we're just rebunking all the stuff that they debunked. And here we are. So there you go. Yeah, it's a good way to put it, man. I mean, it's all just bouncing back into our, It's yeah, it's just coming right back around. And this time it's telling the truth. But I, well, I don't, it's just so bizarre how it's all being handled because like it's coming back at everyone and we're seeing it, of course, 
But are you, let me know your perspective on this. Cause what I'm seeing is unfortunately a lot of the same, which is like, they have programmed everything so well that by the time this does bounce back, people are still sleeping to it. But, um, you know, it's just, I, I do see people here and there kind of waking up to it, but what's your, what's your perspective on it from where you are? Totally. I, I feel like people are waking up for one. I think something shifted to where like, it's almost like in their little circles and I don't know what their memes look like. I don't know what their little chat groups look like, you know what I mean? But it almost feels like in such in a way, like they almost were given permission to start like maybe coming back around just a little bit. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I've had people in my life who like, you know, just wrote me off, like come back around and be like, Hey man, like, Hey, I'm sorry. I let politics come between us. You know what I mean? This and that. So it's like, but it all had, it all happened around the same time, like within the same week. It was weird. So I was like, okay, so that means maybe something in the zeitgeist, like gave them permission to kind of like come back to this or something. I don't know. I have no explanation for that. So, like so, that. you know, something, something weird shifted, maybe just a teeny tiny little bit. Maybe it was unintentional. I don't know. But, uh, but it, I did have that personal experience, which led me to believe like maybe, they're, they're something and maybe, and it's, it's probably inadvertent because to me, that's the their worst fear still is for people to come back together. You know, they still need to have us divided on a left and a right paradigm. They still need yeah. to fight for each other and they still need to divide. So I don't, I have no explanation for it, but I, I witnessed it. So it's perplexing. <laughs> yeah, but man, for sure. The other thing that's really creepy and like, I just, and, and we just know this to be the case, like, you know, what they're, what they've been, what I've seen too, is like, you know, as this stuff is getting rebunked or coming back, you know, coming into the, the you know, being reported as true now, mm. they're portraying it in such a way that's just like so gaslighting. And they're, they're saying like, well, well, yeah, I mean, it's always true. Like my favorite example is like yeah. with like uh, that Lena Wynn lady, like going on the news and this is a couple months ago, but like she's coming back on the news and talking about masking being on, like just saying like, well, you know, you know, just one way masking, it's fine. You know, as long as you have your mask on, it's fine. It's fine. And saying it in such a way that it's like, well, of course it's fine. Like, we're like, lady, we've been telling you this for two years now. And now, and now, and then, you know, she's like uh, the week before saying like, you know, we should be like putting box cars for that type of thing, you know, effectively. You know? Dude. Yeah. She did. She pulled a total 180 and acted like, and no one seemed to care. And I'm just like, yeah. well, well, and you, we did, we were all like, what the yeah. What is yeah. this? Yeah, yeah. This is like some like switch programming or something, man. Yeah, yeah. The gas is just the gaslighting effect where they're just going to roll it back, but they're going to yeah. act like, but they're going to somehow pivot it or spin it in such a way that they're still the good guys. You know what I mean? They're still oh, going to be on the right side of it, and we're still going to be the bad guys somehow. Like, and so my my big prediction somehow, and I don't know if this is a prediction, but I think the ultimate is going to be somehow they're going to get all of these people like on Trump's side somehow, somehow that would be the ultimate dude. Interesting. Yeah, dude. <laughs> that, <laughs> that kind of reminds me of something I've been thinking lately, which is like this, uh, this corralling that is going on around Elon Musk. I don't know mm. what your take on it at all is, but it seems to me like there's they're uh, they're positioning him to be some kind of, uh, well, false Messiah in my opinion. Oh, totally. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Like, like a Trojan horse for sure. That sort of that sort of mm. thing. Where, I mean, he's he's like a government contractor. He's working on you know AI. He's working on brain implantables. Um, but yeah. you know, he's, and he's his. Have you seen his uh his wife or girlfriend or whatever? Yeah, what, like, I don't even know what her name is. Her name, it's like a verb or something. Grimes. Grimes. That's Grimes. Yeah. Grimes. <laughs> if you're not familiar. Like, go look at her Instagram page. It's like weird. She like 
intentionally makes herself look like like a 12 year old girl all the time which is just so creepy that's that's one level of creepiness but then the other level of creepiness is the fact that like she's already embodying you know the whole transhuman like futuristic thing that's creepy as well yeah but then i heard that now she's pregnant or had a kid recently or she's pregnant with have you ever heard this no are you ready for this i don't know if you're ready for this i'm excited this is allegedly pregnant with uh Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to look it up. Okay, hold on. What is the name? <laughs> the suspense builds. Uh, 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 this is gonna be worse than I am imagining. Yes, it, it didn't say it didn't say like <laughs> it's like matrix breaking stuff right here. Uh oh, what is the tip of my tongue? Okay, hold on. I'm sorry. That's okay. No, I'm Chelsea, I think this is good. Chelsea. We're, uh we're doing who's the, the who's the one that that uh that that with the uh collateral damage, the collateral murder WikiLeaks what? thing? Oh Chelsea Manning. Chelsea Manning, yeah. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so that is like Grimes's new baby daddy is Chelsea Manning, dude. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Uh, oh, maybe I I might have heard that. I might have, but see, that's the oh man, this shit just kind of floats in and out now. It's just it's information yeah, overload these days. But yeah. that's let me just fact check myself here. Really fucked up. I mean, Grimes that's all controlled opposition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wow. So that's so fucked, dude. And also on top of that, do you remember her uh her sweet poetry about like AI and shit like that that she used to do or yep, songs yep. or something like yep. that? Yeah. Like it feels like some of it feels so intentional and and so fake. What's mm-hmm. you, what is your take on the fake thing? Because I'm sure to some degree you you can totally accept that some of this is like total theater and shit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, what's your take on that? Like, how fake is it? Oh God, I mean, just like with gr- like her, well, or just in general. like she seems like like uh like an actor almost. It mm-hmm. all it all it seems like acting. It seems like yeah. over the top bullshit. Like. So first of all, you got this man positioned as Tony fucking Stark, right? So he's Iron Man and he's doing all these things. And um, and then he's got this girlfriend Mm -hmm. that's the antithesis of humanity. Mm -hmm. Basically, it just seems like it's a setup. I don't know. Maybe I'm just paranoid at this point. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, it's so weird because. I mean it all has to be fake. I mean, it's all based on lies and deception. Like all, all of what the, every, every one of their positions and stances and what they're trying to get us to believe is based on deception and going against our absolute basic humanity, you know, and, right. and not only that, but like rejecting our humanity and trying to consider our humanity to be flawed and defective and not good enough. And that, that therefore they can improve upon it, you know, so it's all false deceptions and it's all, you know, so much of this is to just like create cognitive dissonance. So when we look at like someone like Elon, right. Or what they're trying to portray him as, you know, like creating this like straw man of like, yeah, he's super based and he's super like, like, he's not like, is he a conspiracy theorist? Like he's like, maybe he, he makes little tweets about like, maybe there's, maybe oh, he's yeah. like a flat earther. Like everyone's like now blowing. Oh God, is he a flat earther? I don't know. I'm just using that as an example. He says the world needs more babies. Like that's yeah, yeah. a huge slap in the face to the yeah. other, to the typical narrative. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah but what 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 I you know and so and so what they're trying to do is they're trying to like create this cognitive dissonance where we're like okay yeah well he's he's awesome and we're all on board with him as a person and he's like this cool guy right and he cares about us and he's he's gonna lead us into salvation while on the other hand he's doing all the stuff that we're rallying against and then that 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 gal dude it's just like it's just like it's like creating these this this you know it's not computing you know necessarily so i i think confronted with all that evidence yeah he might he might 
come across as being a cool dude, like in his tweets and stuff. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm not, dip, I'm not buying it, man. He's not, it's, it's all, it's all bad, man. Yeah, and man. No one's coming to save us. No one's coming. Exactly. That is, yeah. of course, the message. I mean, it's ourselves. We got to go within and kind of reassess ourselves. And then, uh, yeah, the whole change the world thing, right? One person at a time. Totally. <laughs> Just by living, living through it, you know, uh, and uh, gaining this knowledge. And instead of, uh, you know, like I used to just constantly just yell it all at the people in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, now I have the podcast and I have a community. Of course, we have this beautiful fucking community that we can all, you know, it's a think tank, right? It's a big, loving, awesome think tank. And, uh, you know, now we can kind of try to live the better ideas that we've all gathered to talk about. And I know you're big into that too. And like, um, you know, I'm trying to grow my own food and awesome. uh, it's just, you know, the pressure's on with the food mm. shortages, like possibly being real, maybe a psyop who fucking knows, but I know that prices are getting way jacked up right now for everything. And we know we don't even want what's being sold to us anyway from the stores. So yeah, I was curious what your um, position there is. Like, are you growing your own food? Are you, do you want to do that kind of thing? I know you're kind of like getting gearing up for like a move yeah. if I'm correct. So yeah. Yeah. So man, I think that that is the solution. You know, the literal solution is like trying to eliminate our dependence on systems, institutions, supply lines as much as possible. And, uh, you know, I feel like I'm just, I I, I talk about it a lot, but I'm trying to move toward more closer to being in action around that stuff, but I still just have so far to go. Like I did, I got, I, I spent a lot of invested a lot of, uh, energy and work in this like local kind of co-op, I guess you could call it. It was basically like a, a food is, is called a gleaning service. Basically it was like a local food preservation organization where they like take food from food banks and they like take all these bags of rice and pour them into like food safe buckets with Mylar bags and like create storable food and then distribute it out to the community basically. And you That's pay like awesome. a monthly membership fee to get involved with that. And then you volunteer like, you know, they ask like 10 hours a month or something like that. So you volunteer, you pay a fee, you go help do all the preserving, like canning. So you're learning on, on at the same time, which is really cool. Yeah. You know, learn about canning and just like, you know, the, the, the dry good preservation, but then you get to keep a whole bunch of food too. So I did that, you know, for a while and I stocked up enough to like, you know, what I feel to be like a good year supply of food. If I had to, if I had to live on it, you know, that's awesome. Um, but the growing food part, I haven't, you know, I was living on this like kind of homestead type deal outside, uh, outside the city, but I wasn't as hands-on involved with the growing food process as I would have liked to have been. I just so busy, man. I just, it's something that I really want to get more involved in. Um, you know, so that's, that's like my big vulnerability. I feel like the sense of urgency to really get more involved, but, uh, kind of the biggest thing that, that I've been personally involved with is just, uh, you know, the community building piece. And that was all like born out of the freedom cell movement. Um, yeah. Have you, are you familiar with that at all? I'm or? familiar with it. Yeah. Um, maybe some of your listeners too, like it'd be worth oh, mentioning. Oh yeah, I bet. Because yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's, it was started by John Bush and Derek Bros. And uh, it's freedomcells.org. And basically the idea is you just go and uh, you look it for one in your community. And uh, if there isn't one, like I just tell people to start one. And that's what we ended up doing. And basically what it is, is just bringing people together um, who kind of see that maybe there's something different or something going on. And this is like old old uh, ideas like it goes back to uh, uh, just the idea of agorism um, agorism being just like building alternative alternative economies counter economics you know all that stuff and uh, 
Um, there's a great book. There's a great book called uh, The New Libertarian Manifesto by a guy named Samuel Konkin, Samuel E. Konkin III. It's a fantastic book that kind of describes what agorism is all about. And I kind of learned about that from Derek Brose's book called The Conscious Resistance Trilogy, which is another fantastic book. I highly, highly recommend it. And it describes the idea of which to me seems to be really the only solution, the only solution, like we, there's no way that we're going to be able to like fight off the government. There's no way we're going to be able to like, you know, protest our way out of this or, or change anything in a court of law. Like the, the, the laws and the courts are designed to, you know, maintain the power of these institutions that are just, you know, and so to me, it's all about just pulling back and building our own institutions off to the side, you know? I feel like in our community, there's a lot of people that are doing that, you know, with places like Rockfin or just like whatever that are building alternative platforms. Um, Hell yeah. You know, Shout out to Rockfin, people. Odyssey. Yeah. Float, float. Float, uh, of course. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, I feel like that is that is the solution. And so anyway, what we did is we, we started our own little freedom cell here. So I'm in Eugene, Oregon, uh, right in the belly of the beast. Um, it's about two hours south of Portland. Um and, uh, you know, Portland had a freedom cell going and we went and visited them and were really inspired by what they were doing. And so we came and started our own here. And, you know, I met, you know, all like the, some of the most amazing people I've ever met and made some really good connections. But um, I don't know. That's awesome. yeah. yeah. So I just I don't know, man, like it's it's rough, though. I feel Oregon is just uh, doesn't really. It's just it's just been so dark out here that I'm just like, even despite all that, even despite all the effort putting into that and organizing these events and meetups and stuff like that. And we even put on like a little freedom festival, like right. Yeah. In the middle of the I remember summer. that. Yeah. I was applauding you for that. That was awesome. dude. Yeah. I mean, that, it, was, it, was, it was fantastic, but uh, you know, it, it's, it's been tough like to get any momentum to get any sort of action outside of that. You know what I mean? It's not anybody's fault. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm sometimes I beat myself up like saying like, Oh, I just, I suck at like organizing events or whatever, <laughs> but it's just like, nah, I feel like a lot of it is like, I don't know it's where you are, man. It's Oregon. Yeah. I feel very similar here in Massachusetts, yeah. but I know our, our, our homie, Mark Steves would probably uh, say, say nonsense to that because, you know, he's got that positive attitude. He lives yeah. right near me down in Connecticut and new England's very liberal, yeah. but I think it's, I think it's less liberal underneath than, than it appears. And like, man, I used to live in Oregon. So, you know, shout out to Eugene. Sure. I have friends in Eugene who I haven't spoken to in so long that I'm going to tell them about this episode. Like, Hey, this is a, a, a friend of mine all the way out on the West coast that also has a podcast, check this episode out. And I don't know how they're going to receive the information I'm even giving. It's been that long, you know, because yeah, sure. it was like a dividing line at some point where, a lot of friends suddenly got back together after not speaking and were like, whoa, wait a minute. We don't even feel the same about this shit anymore. So I don't even know. But Oregon, I bet from what I remember of it, there was a lot of, you know, this is my land. This is my place. This is my sovereignty. These are my guns. Like there was a lot of that out there, at least. So hopefully that hasn't completely careened off the cliff. No, I mean, you know, it's funny because literally just like Portland and Eugene, uh, maybe bend it too a little bit. I don't know, but mm, you, that's where I was. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's very blue. Like just, it's just, it's just so depressing. It's so demoralizing. <laughs> like just sometimes, sometimes it is, if you really let it affect you, like it could be really awful. And like in the midst of all of it, you know, it was, it was rough out here, dude. But, Damn. uh, but you take like, you know, go outside the city limits, like at five miles in any direction. And it's all like, 
it's it's yeah very very red and everything man it's like <laughs> oh it's really sad how like, the state's been co-opted and i feel like it's not in a lot of ways like not completely organic you know we've seen like you know all the election bullshit and it's like it really makes you question like god i wonder really how much of this is actually like real like i don't even know man like it's yeah. just, it's just insane determined yeah. yeah so anyway so my my whole thing is like I've been wanting to get out of here for a minute. I've been wanting to, and I grew up here. I've lived here my whole life. I was born here, raised here. You know, I love Oregon. I just don't know if I like what Oregon's become. And I've spent a little bit of time outside of these kind of blue areas, like over the, like, what was it last summer? I, was, I spent a good amount of time down in Roseburg, which is a pretty red county. And mm-hmm. and I'm still, I'm just like, you know what? I'm just, I'm ready to try something new. So yeah, um, might as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Some synchronicities happened and I made some connections out in Tennessee and it looks like that's where I'm going to be heading here. So yeah, man, pretty stoked. That's a good spot to be. I think, yeah. man, that sounds yeah. like a very nice spot to be. Yeah. Um, interestingly enough, my, my wife and I have been thinking new, like New Hampshire heading North for a long time, but the more we get into wanting to grow our own food, man, it's like, we want to grow more that yeah. this climate won't support. And we're like, we got to go South. So it's yeah. like, everything's kind of converging down, down, like, a little bit further south for us and uh, a lot of people are heading that way it seems so yeah. who knows man what the future might bring for this community in terms of like really getting together on massive scales who knows that's what i'm looking forward to that's what i've been looking forward to all winter long and now that the good weather is starting to roll through for us over here i'm hoping we can get some like good meetups going and shit like that you know like i saw you were at the uh, reawaken america yeah. tour yeah can you tell me how that was, man? Yeah. Because I saw some of your photos and videos. I'm like, man, he's right in the heart of it. This is great. Yeah, it was really cool, man. I was really honored to be there. Like I, uh, so I've done shows with Mel, Mel K before. And uh, she, and you know, she's, she t- emailed us a while back and was like, Hey, I'm going to be in Oregon during this time. Love to see you guys. So uh, I followed up with her. I'm like, Hey, so you still coming? She's like, yeah. So she sent me, she actually got me hooked up with like a VIP pass and a media pass. And like, I was able to like kind of go just about anywhere around there, which is really cool. Nice. And uh, so big shout out to Mel K, the Mel K show. Um, I kind of knew what I was getting into there. Like, it was funny. Cause like, I knew it was mostly going to be like, you know, MAGA make America great again crowd and stuff like that. <laughs> and it's like, I don't really resonate with that per se. Like I'd obviously rather probably be in that type of crowd than like a freaking antifa rally or something but, right yeah yeah uh, so, so i feel obviously more comfortable in a place like that but you know i i definitely wasn't i didn't resonate with half the people there to be honest with you you know what i mean but uh yeah. at the same time because you know it's still that two-party paradigm man it doesn't matter if it's coming from the left or the right you know equally i, I to what extent they even realize that they're part of that or if they are like literally there as people you know the controlled people keeping people in the left right paradigm like it's just mm-hmm. like I just don't, I just don't like resonate with a lot of that stuff. Like it was like, there was some really cringy stuff there. I'm just like, Oh God. Like, oh. Like, yeah, it's hard, man. It's like, we, it's, we, I've had this conversation recently with multiple people about how it's like, there's always degrees of how awake you are or yeah, yeah. aware, you know, this great awakening we're all kind of a part of. It's like, yeah, some people are just starting to smell the coffee though, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. and it, nothing wrong with that though. We oh, can't yeah. condemn it, but we, you know, yeah remain steadfast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and we'll, I'll, I'll get to more of that, but it's like, to me, it's like, uh, you know, what I've been seeing and it kind of just was 
really pointed out to me recently was just the idea of like the false idol, the false idol and how useful of a tool that is for deception and pushing bad narratives. You know what I mean? Like it's the idea of like Trump, right? So if you have this person that they put up as like a savior type figure, you know what I mean? This good. And this is what, you know, reminds me of the Elon Musk thing, right? Yeah. And so something to be very, very cautious of. So however you perceive Elon Musk, this is something that I've seen now. And I see this is a tool that they use. They prop somebody up as like this, like savior, or just like this idol. You see it with like the Disney people, the Disney kids, like what a great way to groom a generation of kids is by like get them attached to this, uh, you know, this figure as like a kid, like a Britney Spears or a Miley Cyrus. And then, and then as that kid grows up and they can like literally orchestrate that kid into like more degenerative behavior and then have this whole generation of people mimic that, you know, it's a great yeah. way to, so you get somebody bought into who this person is as a figure. And then you, you uh, just destroy that figure and people, you know, go along with it. Same thing with Trump. Like, you know, everybody fully bought in with, with Trump. And then all of a sudden he becomes the biggest vaccine salesman out there. Right. Oh yeah. Like, oh so yeah. And, and it's, it's great too, because it's like psyops within psyops, right? Because you're blaming Biden for like yeah. doing it the wrong way, but you're doing, yeah. you're just, you know, you're still doing the wrong thing. You know, yeah. it's, it's yeah. typical. So typical. Yeah. And it's my, my favorite is actually like Adam on Deborah gets red pilled. Hell yeah. He, shout out to Adam. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Adam, dude. He, he has like, uh, and I've used this in my life too. It's like the best response where he has like Deborah cornered on something. And he's like, so you still believe like, you know, the vaccines are really effective, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, none of us do. Right. So you hate Trump. Right. And, uh, you know, you realize that you have more in Trump, you have more in common with Trump than like all of us do. Right. You realize that, right. <laughs> yeah. So that's like the hardest thing for them to accept. Like, how dare you? Yeah. It's like, you guys are way more aligned with Trump than we are at this point. So there you go. Take your medicine. But so anyway, just the idea of the false idol, man. And I see it there. Right? And I was just like, Oh my God. Like, but you know, again, like yes, they're all in their own awakening, so it's all it's all good. Yeah. Now that being said, holy crap, I got to meet like some of like my okay, my idols, right? Okay, there you go. <laughs> That's but, uh, awesome. Hey, hey, we're all guilty of it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, people that I've had the opportunity to interview, but if nothing else, you know, at least peripherally been able to follow and look up to, and whose research has really informed a lot of my work and stuff. So, um, <clears throat> got to meet. Uh, so, so for the, for the left, right paradigm people, I got to meet general Michael Flynn, you know, like whatever, you know, whatever. Wow. Holy shit. It, yeah. It, it was cool though. He's a nice guy. Super nice guy. I gave him my business card. I'm like, Hey, anytime you want to, if you need a platform to come on a show, you know, and he's like, okay, okay. Right on. Cool. Um, uh, but yeah, probably the ones I was really most excited about was Judy Mikevitz probably, you know, um, yes. And you know, not only her, but I was talking to her daughter-in-law, um, they were, they had a booth there and I guess they have like a whole CBD business, which is super cool. I think I have their card right here. That's awesome. Um, actually. Yeah. So hold on. Um, the Mikevitz family, it's hemp mind and body. Um, nice. see if there's a website on here, I guess it's just hemp mind and body, but I guess, yeah, she was telling me how like they're just under like constant attacks and they have to like, you know, structure their, their uh, like cor corporation is like, you know, a PMA within like, they have, she was describing like all this crazy stuff they have to do to like protect their organization because Judy is just such a controversial figure. Like they've been coming after them like nonstop. So that, yeah, she'll like pop up and then disappear for a while again and then pop up yeah. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then Judy's a sweet woman too. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, a lot of respect for them. I got to meet uh, Dr. Wakefield, Andrew Wakefield. Yeah. From, yeah Vaxxed, um, all that stuff. That's and so then cool, I, 
got to meet Stella Emanuel, Dr. Stella Emanuel. She was super cool. And I got contacts for all these folks. So I, I just haven't quite reached out yet. And then uh, nurse Aaron, uh, uh, Aaron Olszewski, who was the whistleblower lady that was like doing all the hidden camera stuff in the beginning about all the people getting killed with ventilators in New York. Um, Shit. Wow. Uh, who else did I meet? Uh, well, Dr. Paul Thomas got to meet him again. Oh, and then Kevin Jenkins, my friend, Kevin Jenkins, man, like just uh, the CEO of uh, uh, Freedom Travel Alliance and Urban Global Health Alliance. Like he's just one of the most powerful speakers you'll ever see in your life, man. He's, he We did a couple of shows with him on Truthzilla. He's just like so next level. So all these nice. folks that I looked up to and finally got to meet. And then I met Mel. Mel was so busy. I didn't even really get to see her at all during the weekend. Like she <laughs> Like apparently like the first day, uh, well, I guess like Eric Trump, you know, like Trump's kid was supposed to be there the second day, but he like changed his plans to be there the day, the, the first day, the first, it was a two day event. Mm-hmm. And so he ended up being there like at the end of the first day. And so she, I was trying to like connect with Mel and then she was like, oh, I got some stuff going on. And and I was supposed to go back and like do interviews with the, like a bunch of folks, like in the back, back room, like in the green room, but I never quite got there. Mm-hmm. Mel was running, she was super busy. And then, uh, and then they said that like security was just off the hook because Eric Trump was there. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, and you could tell there was like all these like mercenaries everywhere, like just like, you know, like out, you know, they're uh, like business suits, but you could tell that they weren't messing around. You know what I mean? So, right. Yeah. A little earpiece yeah. or something. Oh, yeah. Totally. A lot of earpieces. <laughs> a lot of earpieces. And then a lot of people like it was crazy. Like the security was off the hook, man. Like they had literally had like uh, uniformed officers. I don't know if they were like, um, like, police officers but they all had like full ar-15s you know everywhere probably and private uh, security maybe yeah, probably private security and then you go outside like it was at this uh it was funny because it was supposed to be at this like church this like big mega church in salem but they ended up switching it to the uh, volcanoes baseball stadium there in salem and it was like a little uh event center right next door actually and so you go in and like um, i was walking through the parking lot and like on one of the roofs there was like a guy like just like binoculars, just like scanning the horizon. So they had like snipers on the roof and everything. Dude. Oh, it, was like it, was, it was wild. Damn. Um, they had like a little bit, like we were expecting like, you know, the whole Antifa thing, but not really. There was just like a small group of folks who, you know, they just had some like pride flags and stuff and just harmless. You know what I mean? It was nothing. Mm. It was like, you know, it was like, yeah. So like, yeah, we support you. Yeah. Go ahead. Say whatever you yeah. want. Do we, if you're yeah. doing it peacefully, fine. Yeah, it's all good. All good. Mm. So, but yeah, man, it was, it was cool. Um, I got, oh, and then, okay. So of course I forgot about all this. So Richard Gage was there. Yeah, um, dude. Holy yeah. So shit. For, for your listeners that may not know Richard Gage, he's the founder of architects and engineers from 9-11 truth who has had such a huge impact in on like, you know, the whole 9-11 movement, you know, the whole architects and engineers for 9-11 truth, I feel just gave a air of credibility to the movement and really, you know, approached it from like an engineering perspective, like saying, you guys, there's literally no way that this could have happened the way they're telling us, which is right. zero chance. <laughs> and so offering these alternative perspectives, it was so, uh, it was, it was cool. So first got to interview him. And then like, so I don't know, have you heard, you heard about how his whole departure from architects and engineers? Yeah. And that was, a, and honestly, like that was a surprise to me. So mm-hmm. when I heard it on your show, that was, I had no idea. And I like that you had also highlighted that, you know, he walked into that situation from the very beginning as a very level-headed, even skeptical at times person and had to convince himself of a lot of this. I mean, he was the most rigorous part of that, of course. Yeah, it was very interesting to find out he was no longer a part of it. 
Yeah. I didn't know that either. Cause it was funny. I, so a mutual friend of ours put us in touch and I sent, uh, I sent him a telegram message. Right. And I was just gushing about like, Oh, how much respect I have for architects and engineers for nine 11 truth and this and that. And then it was still, you know, on telegram, how it like tells, gives you the two check marks if someone's read your message or whatever. Mm. And uh, for a while there I was sitting there unread. And then I learned that he'd been, he, he was no longer with them. I was like, Oh shit, I gotta go back and delete that. I learned <laughs> the circumstance. And so then I, I, I followed up a different way, but yeah, maybe for, again, for anybody that may not have heard. So, um, so Richard Gage, the founder, you know, the head of the whole organization, you know, he's kind of like the public face of architects and engineers from 9-11 truth was in an interview and was talking about how COVID was a deep state operation, you know, this and that, like what we talk about all the time and all our stuff. And, and, and they didn't like that. The board of architects and engineers from 9-11 truth did not like that. And they ended up voting him out of his own organization over that. That is unreal. And again, that's what we were talking about with the, you know, how aware are you? What level are you at? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's crazy, man. And I don't think I got in. So that was, that was fun. That was the one thing in the interview I did with him. I didn't quite ask him. I, I had it on my list of questions to ask, but I didn't quite ask him. I asked him like, did you feel like your organization was infiltrated? And if this mm. was like an actual deliberate thing, like a takedown job or something. And he told me, uh, you know, no, he didn't think so. He felt like oh. they felt like they were doing what was right. And even though he disagreed with the decision, um, it was, uh, he felt like they were acting in what they thought was the best interest of the organization which, you know, to a certain extent, like their mission is focusing on like, you know, the truth of World Trade Center Tower 7 and that uh, kind of the, the the message may get diluted if they start going off and talking about like, you know, vaccine genocide or anything like that. Right. You know what I mean? So and yeah. to a certain degree, I can see where they're coming from. But at the same yeah. time, at the same time, also, it's like if you're on the board of architects and engineers for 9-11 Truth, that means you got to be awake. You got to be one red pilled motherfucker to be on that organization and to not at least have empathy for somebody making the claim that it's the same people in charge of both operations. Like if you can't at least, you know, if you're, if you're voting your CEO out over that, that's, that's super shady. So. Yeah, man. Yeah. I agree because I mean, with the way you said that just brought to mind, like if you don't have the full scope, even if you don't buy every part of it, if you don't understand the occult, angle to it if you don't understand like there's so many different angles to something like an operation like that that if you don't have that full scope then you're going to probably miss a whole lot of context and how far down that wrong context path are you going to go and Mm -hmm. it's just going to take you further and further away from reality shit a lot of us are probably guilty, have been guilty of that same behavior over the over time, but it's like being able to see it, right? Taking a step back. I mean, yeah. you and I have been in this a long time. We've been kind of like under this mindset for a while. So it's like you can take a step back after a while, right? And kind of be like, wait a minute, okay, how many times have I been duped myself, right? And how many how many uh, false idols, right, have come totally. and gone, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, that was just a whole crazy little rabbit hole. And so, but the, 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 the truth of the matter is, and I think that what he's really made clear is that he's way happier now, even though he's kind of like starting from scratch and rebuilding, you know, I can totally relate to him on that, you know, starting over, but, but now you have full license to do whatever you want. Like that's, that's where he's at. Like now he can talk about all that stuff. And, and so anybody that doesn't know, he has his own podcast It's called Richard Gage 911 Unleashed. So definitely 
download that. There's like in one of the very first few episodes, he does like a three part series, um, which is just fantastic where he just breaks down each element of it. That's like tower. The first one's like tower seven. Uh, the second one is like the other two world trade center buildings. And the third one is all the thermite nano thermite stuff. Mm-hmm. Each one's like two hours long. He just does this awesome breakdown. Oh. Anybody that needs a good refresher. And then he's yeah. just bringing on guests. He's bringing on guests and uh, he's actually quite a good interviewer. And uh, he's a really good interviewer. And then also the other cool part is that his wife is kind of his like co-host slash producer. She kind of like runs behind the scenes. Uh, her name's Gail. And I got to hang out with both of them. I actually went out to dinner with both of them after the whole event, which was so cool. Such That's an honor. Awesome. But, uh, but uh, she, she's so cool. They're so cool together. Like they're on, on air chemistry. Like they're just like the cutest couple in the world, man. It makes it's like super cool. Like, so definitely go check out Richard's podcast because it's pretty epic. And he's doing some big things and uh, they got a new movie coming out too. Um, it's really? called, yeah. So it's called crime scene courtroom. And they're basically going to, cause back, you know, that was another funny thing. Like in 2019, like some folks may remember there was like all that rumblings about a grand jury investigation into nine 11. Right. Yeah. Well, that kind of took a backseat obviously because of all mm. this crap. So they're trying to re, you know, reinvigorate, uh, you know, uh, you know, momentum behind that. And so they're coming out with this new documentary that's going to basically present, you know, just do like, kind of like what, I, what my, my perception of what he described it as is kind of like the whole thing that like Reiner Fulmick was doing recently about the whole like uh, mock grand jury for the whole COVID thing and holding people accountable for that. Mm-hmm. Sounds like they may be doing something like that with 9-11 too, or it's going to be like a mock or just like something to do with like, you know, uh, kind of a like oh, not a reenactment but just acting out like what a grand jury investigation would look like if they were to actually have something like that in real life around right. the whole thing. thing so anyway hmm. so, yeah maybe yeah. we're doing some some of our own predictive programming <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you know exactly. if they did the, the what was it like event 201 well yes. this will be like you know event <laughs> rebunked 911 exactly <laughs> there you like go that, you know yeah exactly it's kind of a yeah exactly it's like the, the event 201 Fight fire with fire, right? Exactly, exactly. Because I don't know what else to do. I mean, other than go within, right? Because that's the that's the individual answer. But we are here together in this place. Like you said, community is like the basis for kind of your whole motivation. And I agree a hundred percent, man. Like that's really what's driven me. Because the reason why I'm in this to begin with is because I didn't felt really heard Mm -hmm. in the other parts of my life. So shit, might as well try to find something here and sure enough so it's like you know that's i guess that's um i don't know i don't know where i was going with that <laughs> but yeah everything's great <laughs> yeah that's really the, the 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 whole thing like it can be so easy to get black pilled or just feel defeated yeah. and uh you know the fear let the fear take over it's like oh gosh like we're gonna get nuked any second here you know what i mean and i don't necessarily even nukes per se but like it's just like <laughs> right you know, it's like but whatever but uh you know with all the war and all the fear and all this stuff there's like world war three oh my god like we're, we're all gonna die at any second you know <laughs> it's just like you know it's easy to get trapped in that but once you start getting more in the solution and for me a big part of that has just been just podcasting i don't know where i would be without this microphone and like a venue and a platform to, to talk like i'd I don't know. I don't know how I would have survived the last couple of years. You know what I mean? But to me, that's taking action. And, you know, I know so many folks have like started podcasts or just like, you know, started a business or started something or just anything, you know, once you, once you start taking action and being in the solution, you know, I feel like that's so liberating and like, 
so much of the fear just kind of dissipates outside of that. And taking action could mean like just starting a garden or just like whatever, you know, something, some small action on, on your behalf, like just reaching out and becoming part of a community, looking for a community in your area. Cause I guarantee there's all kinds of different ones, you know, I mean, not only like freedom cells, but you uh, want there's uh like, like the, well, yeah, there's a whole bunch of different communities. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And again, it's all those different scales too. I mean, anything that's kind of promoting self-creation and, and doing it ourselves is, is always a good thing. Yeah. And of course, that's where a lot of the gatekeepers are too. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah definitely. But yeah, you mentioned that nuke thing. I actually saw something recently. It was some post about, uh, I think it was Jimmy Carter. I think it was Jimmy Carter, like being a young naval officer and being exposed to what today we would consider like a thousand times the amount of radiation that would be considered safe mm. for far too long, him and his team mm. to do something. I can't remember exactly what the situation was, but yeah, it's just like, that's pretty stark. And then it's also interesting when you hear that, you know, plants, animals, and humans were thriving in the Chernobyl zone. Yeah, all the whole time. I've never looked into that. It's kind of been one of those topics where I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm sure there's an entire black rabbit hole to go down in there. But I've never looked in there. But it seems like you have a little bit more. Well, yeah, I, I admittedly haven't really gone down fully down that rabbit hole. But yeah, just yeah. like surface level stuff. Like once you start pointing out these inconsistencies, then it all kind of falls apart. You know what I mean? Like exactly Chernobyl or you just talk about like, uh, you know, Japan, Hiroshima. Fukushima. Like, yeah. yeah. Or any of these places that were like supposedly nuke, but then it's like people started living there right away afterwards. So not to say that there aren't like massively devastating bombs and, and stuff like that, but the idea of it being like, you know, radioactive for generations and that like some sort of nuclear war we're on the cusp at any given second of some nuclear war that'll wipe out humanity for a million years. Like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I just, it doesn't, doesn't ring true. And then I was listening to some breakdown about, uh, you know, all the old footage of like, you know, the, the, the bombs being tested, like how that was all just like staged. They're all just like, like props and stuff like that. And just like, and explaining how each one of those are just like, you know, actually just like sound stages where they, Oh, here's how they did that effect. You know what I mean? And, and then how could the camera survive and all this stuff? Like, it's kind of like some definite like moon landing style breakdowns where it's just like, you know, it's like, okay, well, if this, then this, and there's no way that this could happen. And like, how could like, how could you keep the tires inflated on a lunar rover in a vacuum? Like it wouldn't, the tires wouldn't stay inflated, you know, stuff like that. I don't know. You know yeah. 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 Know, like, how is there two shadows like on the surface of the moon? Like stuff like that. Like all these inconsistencies are like, wait a minute. Yeah. That's a good question. Wait a minute. Right. Now, you know? <laughs> yeah. So you've had like you think you guys had like dave weiss on and everything right mm -hmm. back i have not spoken with dave weiss i've not oh, had okay. dave weiss on. i've never really done any sort of flat work yeah, yeah. Or anything like that i need i need to probably get a good uh good good schooling on that probably the closest like i've listened to like i think uh like all of tripoli whenever him and like eddie bravo do like a big episode of course like mm -hmm. i would listen to those and uh, uh i've been listening to a lot of, like owen benjamin lately and they they do a lot of uh he's convincing <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Owen's got some, got some stuff there for sure. Yeah. I I've gone down a little bit into that there, but I, I'm still so unsure of all that. I don't know. I wonder how much of it is actually just our perception and our perspective yeah. and, and they know that too. They love messing with our perception about everything. Totally. You know, yeah. but they, they is just more us. And it seems like they're extremely fucked up versions of us. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah I try not, I, man, see again, like I, I try not to like ascribe too much, like omnipotent power to these powers that be. Right. Because, uh, yeah. They, they, they do. I mean, we've never seen before, like so much like top down, like how these so, so-called whatever elites, or I don't like calling them, but whatever these, mm. these, bastards at the top like how decisions that they make like directly impact my life like it's never happened like this before it's just like you know usually it's just kind of more nebulous like it's like oh they're gonna pass some gun control or just some whatever bill or healthcare bill or something right whatever dude i don't care you know but now it's like when they do something it like impacts my life directly you know and it's just like to the extent that i allow it you know of course too so you know so much right, of it right. has been reframing the fact that like you know i actually have complete, I do have complete autonomy and control. Like I was at a job before that required me to get the shot and I wouldn't take it. So they fired me. And it's like, you know, my life has taken a whole new course ever since then, which has just been amazing. But at the same time, like there's nobody like with a gun to your head. There's nobody with like forcing me to do this. I can literally, like nobody's literally forcing me to wear a mask. I can choose to operate in such a way that I don't have to wear a mask, you know, and maybe more restrictive and more difficult, but like, there's, you know what I mean? Like, so it's like, taking your power, taking my power back away from these bastards and, and and not just saying, Oh, it's hopeless. Or, Oh, I just have to capitulate because this is what the, they're telling me I need to do. Like, that's what they want. That's what they want. You know? And then, so everything we do to move away from them as much as possible, building our alternative institutions or freedom cells and growing a garden, all that stuff alleviates our need to eventually, you know, capitulate at some point. Hell yeah, man. And you know, I've been saying entertainment as well. And I think a, a number of people in our community have, have, kind of tried to to do that and have been doing it great in some ways with humor and bringing comedy and 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 i don't i don't know i'm curious what you think about that because like it's kind of a controversial thing where a lot of entertainment it's like mind control already it's us constantly uh chasing fictional stories or whatever that would be the maybe black pill or at least red pill perspective on it but I mean, do we take that with us? Should we bring all that with us? I think it's just maybe part of the human condition or is it all just programming? What do you think? Um, I mean, okay. So it's definitely used for programming. Like it's definitely sure. probably the best way to carry on whatever agendas they're trying to do. But I also feel that there's a, there's definite purity that can be found within it as well. Like I'm a musician, like, like, you know, I mean, probably I see the keyboard behind you. Yeah, right? yeah so, man. I didn't really. Yeah. That's you awesome. Know, you know that like, you know, it's not all like, you know, you always hear the thing like, oh, they change it's like 440 hertz just to like, you know, brainwash all of us, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know. I didn't even know that. I've been playing my guitar at 440 hertz since I started playing when I was like 16. And I don't know. You know what I mean? So Right. I've been listening to death metal and uh, being a really happy, outgoing, positive person. <laughs> yeah. Not- yeah. I know the music I create is not agenda driven. It's not trying right. to like slave humanity. You know what I mean? So I feel like there's some good. There, and, and I know how it makes me feel. And I've been in, I perform for people. And I know how, what that feels like to perform for a room full of people and that energy. Oh my God. Yeah. Maybe an argument can be made that I'm just like mind controlling all of them. But, but to me, that's more <laughs> of like a primal thing. That's a very primal thing that happens. Like when you're on stage performing, playing music and like the whole audience is like, you see people like on the balcony, like dancing to your music, dude, like that is the best feeling in the world, you know? Hell yeah. And like, and like, there's nothing better than that. And like, maybe I do, I, I am casting a spell on everybody, but this, this goes back to like, you know, deep, like this is our ancestors, like around the fire type of thing. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. just like, that's what we're tapping into with that. And I think art in general, the closer you can get to that with your art, the more pure and the more impactful and, 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 you know, 
resounding and powerful it is. And we can do that with movies. We can do that with music and, and drawings or cartoons or whatever, you know, but again, it would be us taking our power back and building our own institutions. Yes. And I feel yeah, like there are people that are doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Damn right. Because we can't keep trying to fit into that system to work this way. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I've spoken to Jim Gale. I think food yeah. forest abundance yeah. is like, one of the best um, examples of how we kind of break the matrix because so many of our new solutions in so many different categories of life, we try to put into this old system in every other way. And it's incongruent. It doesn't work. It gets spit back out. A lot of people fall back into their old, old habits because this new idea is engulfed in this ocean of the old way the bad way right you know so it's like food force abundance. it's like oh yeah it's little to no maintenance basically and you just start growing like why have a lawn when you can have a food forest right it's it's this easy way to like keep your crazy job if you have to still support your family and do the nine to five normal normie human thing you can still start to evolve away from it in like a progressive way. You know what I mean? And that's oh, yeah. like kind of the only thing we can really expect. It's going to be a, a progression, right? Yeah, dude, totally. And I think that uh, just the lawn thing, like that's a psyop right there. Like having a nice <laughs> green lawn, like talk about a psyop, like convincing your entire culture that like the ideal is like a manicured green lawn. Like maybe golf, golf is a psyop. Golf is literally invented to perpetuate the grass seed industrial complex and to make enough. Yeah, that's so awesome. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay. So but yeah. like, seriously, like if you, if you have a whole society where they just, they, they take pride in how green and plush their grass is, that's insane. When you could be literally spending all that, that, that soil, like growing food forest, dude, they don't yeah. want us growing food forest. They don't want you to be independent. They don't want you to have food independence. And so they have to perpetuate this whole boomer psyop of freaking, having the nicest greenest lawn, right? Right. Yeah. That's, oh, definitely. That's some, that's some Edward Bernays shit right there. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> man. That's some classic <laughs> shit. <laughs> and you know, back to what you're saying about the mind control and like how you were possibly casting a spell, you know, you can kind of look at it in a neutral way, right? Because like casting a spell brainwash or not brainwash, but mind control. It's kind of like you're talking about resonance, right? We're resonating with certain things and it can be, negative or it can be a good thing you know and it really depends on again it comes back to our consent and our, and our intention man yeah i was just gonna say the consent piece you know when i go to a live show like i'm consenting to just like suspending everything else and just being absorbed into the music and if it's yeah. i'm gonna be disappointed and if it kicks ass then i'm gonna be so pumped you know what i mean like i'm cons this is a consensual thing the mind control that they're implementing is not consensual and right. they every trick in the book to touch your subconscious without even making you aware that you're being, you know, controlled, you know, and, and they're tapping into your primal, your primal features as well. Like you're, you're the things on a primal level, but they're doing it in a manipulative way. It's like, they're trying to find your insecurities and your vulnerabilities and your fears. And that's what they're tapping into where, you know, if here on the other side, we're trying to like tap into like love and fellowship and like, you know, just uh, like, like positive energy. So yeah. yeah, man. It's like how the, uh, how similar it is when like you hear a story about someone taking off to go, you know, learn with the llamas and the, you know, and, and like the, the monks and shit like that, where it's like trial and tribulation and stuff like that. And it's kind of like the same, 
the same setup in a way. Oh, you know, it's like we're we're I don't know. I kind of lost my train of thought there. That's kind of something that happens, but all right. All right. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh but it's you know, so I mean, even just to go back to what we were saying, like just the idea, like we can't abandon the entertainment piece, you know, we we have to have that, you know, but but I feel like it falls into the category of like something we can make pure good good again, you know. We can, right, yes. We, we can totally do it. It's part of again part of just like human function you know we 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 it's something that brings us together you know having like you know back in the day it was like theater or just even books you know what i mean or like drawings and anything man dancing like these are all things that bring us together that we can all come together around in our own humanity which is a beautiful powerful thing that we can't we can't let them take that it's our duty to take that back from them you know we can't let them have all that stuff like sure they took over hollywood and and (laughs) mainstream music and all that stuff but it's just like that's that's part of who we are as human beings, you know, and so we can't 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 let them happen. Yeah, just the idea that it that is spreading that Hollywood and the mainstream music industry are not the only avenues for mm-hmm. music and entertainment, I guess, is is probably a, a great thing to have going on. And, yeah. and that's been going on for quite a while, I think. I remember like 10, 15 years ago seeing some independent kid on YouTube that was like younger than me like making CGI action movies and stuff with his buddies. And I'm like, look at this. Holy shit. This is great. And like every step of the way we're getting closer. It's weird that they allow it in some ways. It's very suspicious sometimes. Right. Like I, we have, no one needs a professional photographer ever again. No, no. I mean, you just need to, you know, spend less on a camera yourself. That's it. It's just interesting how they do in fact, allow all of it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe they want a worthy opponent. I've Maybe. often thought that. <laughs> yeah, it's like the Joker syndrome where he's like, he's like, right. kill you. Play with me. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah, but that's true, man. I, and it also applies to technology. You know what I mean? The technology yeah. itself to, I mean, I, I would say is, is a neutral thing. It's just how you use it, you know? And, and unfortunately those who choose, who are, the ones who have positioned themselves to control a lot of the technology are not using it in a, in a good way. But, but there are things like, like right now we're using like this revolute, like, look at us, like we're on the other opposite sides of the country. We're able to interface like as if we're sitting together and having a powerful, meaningful conversation that's now going to be transmitted out to all these countless people out there. And who knows, you know, and who knows right. how that ripple effect is going to continue on. So technology itself, I feel is neutral. I mean, there could be an argument to be made that this is all like, you know, technology that was given to us in exchange for like the, the, the suffering of children and stuff like that on an interdimensional level, like, sure. So oh. maybe, maybe you're like, you know, circuit <laughs> boards are just like little, like, uh, you know, little sigil magic. It's all like sigil magic. So who knows, who knows if we're channeling interdimensional beings at this point, like, I don't know. But at the same time, I feel like it can be used for good, you know? And, and, and if we had a world where, I mean, there's literally like what we're seeing right now in with the whole, like, financial collapse and like the economic turmoil and the gas prices and all that stuff. Like it's so easy for us who have watched this whole thing progress. Like you can see the stages of it. And we, even though it's hard to pinpoint one particular thing, we can look at, you know, these people that are in charge and we can look at the agendas and we can understand that this is completely contrived and fake and artificial. Like this is art, like artificially constructed and they know what they're doing. They are doing it intentionally and on purpose. And, and they're using the technology in order to do this. And so that's the frustrating part. But, you know, if we were to like take all of that energy, like imagine there was like 
nice people that were in charge of everything. And they were using these same levers of control to benefit humanity as a whole. And, and if we were, to, if they were to use technology to benefit humanity as a whole, there's no way like, yeah, I'm all about like not having gas because I know you're holding on to that zero point energy. I know you're holding on to all this technology that would completely liberate the human species and allow us to travel to different, wherever, well, alleged places out there. And right. Right. Yeah. But, you know, I know that you're holding on to that. And I know that you're artificially making this as difficult on us as possible. That's just, you, you guys write papers about it. And we know that that's what's going on. So if we were able to take the technology and use it to benefit humanity, we would live in absolute paradise beyond our wildest dreams. And there's no reason why we can't, but that's just yeah. not that we're not, we're not in that place yet. So, you know, the same thing with entertainment, like we, we have to take our technology back. And then of course, every time we get some like glimpse of hope that maybe, Oh, this new social media platform is going to save us, or this is going right. to us comes blows up in our face, but that's great. I just talked to Aaron and Kingsley last night. I'm going to release that episode like in a couple of days, but yeah, anyway. Sweet. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, we, every platform tries its best. I mean, it, a lot of it gets swallowed up by the machine, even not, even if it's not directly, I think a lot of times we misplace, um, what should I say? Like controlled opposition is something I think about all the time on many levels, because I think a lot of what we see as controlled opposition, it's not that the person who's delivering the message is necessarily always aware of how deep the rabbit hole goes. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I, I highly, I really do think that on some level, but I don't know. It, it's, it's weird. Everything's just getting weirder and weirder and things are compressing. It seems this yeah. year itself, like 2022, it's just, it feels like it's been a lot longer than just like a few months into this yeah, year. It's just like weird. a quarter of the way through already, man. Yeah. And I'm just hearing sh crazy shit about like how Ethiopia is like eight years behind us. Have you heard that yet? <laughs> oh no, that's a good one. Dude. They're like on a 13 month calendar and shit. Wow. And yeah, it's like, I don't, it's like, I don't know. Man. <laughs> That's a trip. Yeah, reality's just getting weirder, man. I don't know. It, is. it really <laughs> so truly is. It really truly is. It's uh I think it's fascinating and fantastic. And it's like, you know, it's almost like you can kind of reach in and kind of play with it a little bit. Like you can almost like use it to your advantage, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. So here's here's an interesting story. This is and I don't know. So I've been uh so I've been working at this countertop fabrication shop for like ever since I got I was a drug and alcohol counselor before and they fired me over the vac stuff, you know, all that crap. Oh, so back to working at this job. I used to have at a countertop fabrication shop. And because of my move, I put in my uh, two weeks and, you know, my last day was last week. And, uh, but also in the meantime, I've been interviewing or I started the process, right? I applied for this uh, remote work from home job. Um, mm. and, and I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to get into like the specifics, but it's like literally like somebody in the community, like, awesome type of stuff. You know what I mean? And it's just like a great opportunity. And, uh, and so I've been interviewing there a couple of, let's say I did my third interview today. So I'm really, really hopeful about it. You know what I mean? But there was like a two week period where after my first interview that I didn't hear back from anything. And I was just like, and I emailed the mess, the, the, the person that I did the interview with, they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll get back to you. We're just, we're super busy right now. And I was just like, I hadn't heard back from when I was like, damn it. I'm like, you're getting really frustrated. I'm like, you know what? I have an idea. What I'm going to do is I know how this universe thing works. Sometimes I know how silly this thing works. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go online and I'm going to start 
looking for other jobs. And I bet you that will trigger something to have them reach out to me. Right. And so I like, I went on like, indeed, I started looking at jobs. I started like clicking on like the old apply now button. And I started intentionally looking for other jobs. And like, literally right then I got an email from them about setting up another interview. And I'm like, ha ha, got you. I knew Dude, it. That's knew fucking it. nuts. You're the yeah. only other person I've ever heard of this community talk about it like that, because it's yeah. like, I would typically do that kind yeah. of behavior to yeah. throw it off. Yes. And my wife or my, you know, whoever would say like, like, no, that's not how this works. You have to act like it, it is going to happen. Yeah. And it, you wouldn't, you don't want to look for other jobs because that's validating that this isn't going to happen. I'm like, yeah, but I know this trickster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. Like as soon as I go down this path, then, oh, that'll come. I, I just had this weird feeling that. And yeah, then, all right, I'll play hard to get. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> now I'm wondering, like, had I not gone to Indeed and applied for other jobs, if they would have emailed, I don't know. But I was just like, yeah, I, but I, but I just had, I knew ahead of time that as soon as I started doing that, it would trigger that and sure enough it worked i was like oh nice. yeah yeah dude like okay that was a good that's one awesome, that was a good man. one yeah that was a real good one so that's great. I don't know. Well, hey you know i think there's a lot more to learn and i think we're we're gonna just gonna keep doing that and broadening this community as we've talked about this whole time i always say like the listenership is becoming the ones behind the microphones more and more yes. every day, it seems. And I love it. I love seeing love new podcasts pop up in our yeah. community. It's, it's great. Who knows what that is going to be like when you fast yeah. forward, yep. like, are we all just going to be in a gigantic stadium talking to each other? I don't know, Great, but it's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a great thing. There's like almost no barrier to entry for it. So, you know, it's always been telling people, please, if you, if it's in your heart to do it, just do it, man. And, you know, I've, yeah. I've talked to a lot of people, you know, they ask, they reach out asking questions like, Hey, I want to start a podcast. How do I start, man? Please just, the number one thing is just start doing it. Don't worry about what microphone you're going to get or like whatever, any of that crap, dude, like just start recording. Like that's it. Number one. Hell yeah. And yeah. then another good, I, a good piece of advice that I've given out is that just make a presence for yourself, you know, like even if you don't have the equipment that you need yet, or you don't have something in order yet, become that presence that you're going to, you know, eventually bring forth with the podcast, you know, go on social media. I was like yapping and yelling about shit for a long time before I was able to, you know, get my shit together and put out my first episode, you know, and yeah, I yeah. had a, probably a few more listeners because of that, just from yelling and getting attention you know yeah, so that helps too yeah. but it's really great to see you doing this new show i'm glad you're still chugging along because that's kind of when it's in you man it's yeah. just kind of what we got to do right yep. so 100%. please tell the people where they can find you sir okay yeah so uh the website is rebunk.news you're going to find links to all the video platforms at the top and then the audio platforms in the middle pretty much on any podcast player so if you want to listen on the go itunes spotify all that crap and then um, probably, and then all the social media is on there too. So if you just go to rebunk.news, you'll find everything on there. And then we got a subscribe star. And then Telegram is probably my favorite place to send people to stay plugged in because everywhere else they just shadow ban me to hell. So yeah, I, I was hearing you talk about how like you put episodes out on Telegram, and I gotta get, I get maybe well, I gotta do that or something. I did, all I did is I did a, I did a, what is it like a or maybe a live or something. live stream feature on oh, there? Okay, yeah, I, yeah. Test it out, and then but what happens is that like after you're done with the live stream, it disappears. It's not like it just like saves, oh, which is weird. So yeah, that, that was discouraging. I had like a good <laughs> little rant, and then it was just gone. I'm like, wait a minute, I kind of wanted that on there. Damn. Yeah, I want to cut that shit up, make it look cool. Come on. Uh, but also, I would like to say that your website looks great. It's fine, 
very nice looking man and it's easy to navigate so i highly suggest people go check it out and check out scott's new show rebunked yeah and thanks man i really appreciate you being here this was awesome yeah great to finally connect dude so yeah man we'll catch you up soon yeah definitely man all right everybody take it easy thanks for listening to this episode of the deep share podcast if you want to hear more then hit that subscribe button follow me on all the social places and remember think for yourself but don't always believe what you think till next time Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, pacifaria. Enough, I get the point. <laughs> you have meddled with the primal forces of nature. <laughs> and you will atone. What do we know? What do we know? If I know what we know, then I can tell you what we know, and if someone else knows, okay? <laughs> <laughs>